everybody, really excited about a new podcast I'm doing. So before you check out this one, and thank you for being a subscriber here, please check out my new show, Props and Drops, with the co-founder of DraftKings, Matt Kalish. We'll be talking a ton about alternative investing uh, and quite a bit about sports, betting, and in the alt-investing world, sports cards, sneakers, uh, clearly NFTs, um, and then you know just overall investing advice. Uh, just really excited about it. Uh, gonna be a little more fun, a little bit more culture, day-to-day humor. I think you're gonna really like the first episode if you haven't checked it out. The link to the new show, Props and Drops, is in the description of this podcast. Please check it out. Uh, would mean the world to me if you gave it a spin and hit me up on Twitter and told me what you thought. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. As we were just talking about before, Gary, so I am the probably fourth or fifth youngest entrepreneur that's ever... 12, 13. 12, 13. Right. Absolute privilege. So look, I know that you've got some pretty strong views on the education system, seeing that, so you're very in tune, as you said, with young entrepreneurs, you know exactly what we're doing, what we're trying to achieve. What was your experience at school like? Because obviously I know you did business, but you wanted, do you just want to start a business in school? How was, how did that dynamic? It was, you know, there was no internet. Yeah. So you have to understand that's just a very, very different situation. So I did. Disadvantage? But it was, it was an advantage and a disadvantage, like anything in life, right? I did want to be in business, but there was no choice. Like back then you had to do a business during the hours you were in school. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, I, it was more about prepping myself for when versus could I do this now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's how my mind was. That's where I was. And so my experience was, look, I, I very much was in a place where I knew deep, deep, deep down, not because it was cool, because entrepreneurship wasn't cool like it is now, um, that I didn't, wasn't going to get what I needed out of the way that school was structured. I very much understood that. And I was very passionate about being prepared for the world I wanted to go into. So I spent a lot of time thinking in school about, where I was going and and practicing, whether it was baseball cards or lemonade stands or flea markets or retail arbitrage um, or working in my dad's liquor store, I so, was practicing. So did that, that liquor store, obviously Wine Library, you know, that, the whole thing there, did, did that play into the entrepreneurial mindset you have now? Obviously being 17, say fast back when you were 17, Running on, obviously, were you working liquor store yes. when you were 17? Yeah. Did that entrepreneurial mindset come from 17 or was it before it was that? Way before way that. Way before that, yeah. Way before that. What was one of the first entrepreneurial things you remember that you ever did back when you were six, seven, eight, nine, ten? When I was four or five, I was, yep. oh, excuse me, 87, 82. When I was six, I was going door to door selling stuff that I found. I, I, I told this story not in a long time. I used to rip people's flowers out of their yards and then ring the doorbell and try to sell back to them. Not super proud of that, yeah. uh, but that is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I you know, I think I like I like the the kind of like the negative part of that story. The truth was I did do that. Yeah. I also picked flowers from other places and fields and try to sell them. Mm-hmm. I by the time I was seven. When I was seven, the summer of my seven, going, I, I'm, my birthday's in November, so call it seven and three fourths. Yep. Uh, I was heavy, car wash, you know, that winter, you know, snow shoveling. Like by seven, eighty percent of my activities outside were business. Yeah. Yeah. So I look. I always say this. I 
really do believe that I was a purebred entrepreneur. That it was in me, that I that it was my DNA. Would you say the genetic would you say the genetic lottery? A hundred percent. Yeah. And now for kids who, let's say, for example, watching this now, we're 15, 16, 17, and look, there are a lot of us that go, I want to start a business. I want to get into entrepreneurship. Number one, you got the school system against you. Number two, you got your parents stacked against you. You've got society stacked against you. What would be the one piece of advice for anyone to go ahead and actually not just start, but actually build a successful business as a teenager? Uh, stop being audacious if you want to do it. Yep. You have to be prepared for your parents not to financially support it. Yeah, yeah. That to me is number one. There's a lot of kids who want their cake and eat it too. They wanna be a businesswoman, but they want their parents to pay for all their stuff. A real entrepreneur, in one man's opinion, deals with the ramifications of the first decade of shit. Yeah, yeah. So if you wanna be an entrepreneur, and that hurts your parents' feelings because they want you to go to university, mm -hmm. Well, then you better be prepared for them not to pay for your Uber or your or your TV or your clothes. Yeah. Like, like all these entrepreneurs that are like, Gary, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm rugged. And I look down at their shoes and I'm like, I do this a lot. I'm like, how'd you get those $900 shoes? Yeah. And, and I'm, and, and they're, com not comes sure. the yeah, they're, they're not sure where I'm going. And they're like, well, I bought them. And yeah. I'm like, how? You know, one of the things I'm unbelievably proud of is a couple things. One, my parents stopped giving me money around 13. Yep. Two, I did go to college mm -hmm. because my parents wanted me to and I'm okay with that. I and took, did, I took the vacation. You, and did you, out of college, let's say for example, do you use any of the stuff that you took out of that into no. what you do today and you wouldn't recommend anyone, especially entrepreneurship? The best thing yeah. that happened to me about college was I went to an extremely urban school. Okay. So I was able to you know, live in the culture that has become the popular culture of our society. Yeah. You know, much of what I know about a lot of things that are considered cool today, whether in music or fashion or consumer behavior, those four years of being in a very diverse school environment, skewing unbelievably urban, gave me a lot of truth to my understanding that I don't think I would have been able to have if I didn't live in that cocoon. Yeah, and look, if there was one business that you would recommend, off what you say there, if there was one business, let's say 15, 16 year old again, it's watching it's flipping. There's yeah. nothing even close. Yeah. There's nothing even close to being a flipper. Okay. Buying and selling Pokemon cards, sneakers, going to a store and buying closeout items and putting them on eBay. Nothing will teach you more than buying and selling stuff because you learn how to negotiate. You know, you learn, you learn hard work because it's a grind. You gotta mm -hmm. list it. You gotta mm -hmm. ship it. Yeah. You learn market dynamics. Yep. Uh, you'll learn that you buy a, you find some deal in some store. It's selling for twenty dollars on the flip site, and then all of a sudden selling for ten dollars in a week, and you're like, wait a minute, what happened? Yeah. Supply and demand changed. Yep. Uh, I'm such an animal of the market that that's what makes me so adaptable. Mm. I'm never comfortable because I know that yesterday is vulnerable tomorrow yep. and I'm very passionate about that. And now look, if they're, let's say, take all that advice, you're a 15, 16 year old and you've still got the parents stacked against you. You've got your parents saying, if you start, and I get this all the time from people. Kids, yeah. yeah, kids saying, you know, if parents start a business, if someone goes ahead and if you start this, you and me, Kit, we're going to do all this. We're going to kick you out of yeah. the house. We're going to do all this. Yes. And it's horrible. So look, if in that situation, what would you say to the Pick parents? Pick one. No, no, but the parents themselves. Oh, the parents? Yeah, 
Like, you don't understand entrepreneurship, don't get what their kid can actually get out of doing something like Believe this. Believe it or not, I'm not very passionate about telling parents how to raise their kids. Yep. What I would say is, to the parents is the following. I'll go a little more macro. Yep. Anytime you parent with what you would like to happen because you care about the opinions of your circle versus listening to your child's behavior, mm -hmm. you're always vulnerable to not having a great relationship with your child. Yeah, okay. So and if you... you're pushing your kid because you know they're a good student and they happen to stumble across a couple of Gary Vee videos and now they've decided yeah, to be an yeah. entrepreneur and you wanted them to go to a top university because you like that feeling because you hang out with a lot of well-educated friends who value that yeah. and now you're forcing that kid, even though they're a good student, they've always been selling stuff, they've always been passionate about business, you're doing a disservice and you're choosing your insecurities as a parent over your love for your child, and I think that's a bad move. Yeah, exactly, and are there any tips that you would give? Let's say you're in that situation, fast forward back, Gary V, 16 years old, um, your parents say they're sacked against you, don't want you to do this, don't want you to do that, with all the threats in the world at you. What would you, in that, in that context, in that situation, as the kid, what would you do to get around that? Obviously, pick one is obviously- Pick one. Pick one, but like, how do you but, move? But you have to understand, yeah. that's e it's that easy, meaning, if your parents are gonna kick you out of the house, if you feel like you're ready to go start your business, leave. Take the sacrifice, yeah. Nobody wants to deal with the sacrifices, they just want the upside of entrepreneurship. Oh, exactly. They want the cars and the girls. The Instagram, the spa. yeah. yeah they, that's right. Yeah, what it looks like on Instagram, yeah. I fucking ate shit for fucking two decades. Yep. I didn't make any content for 15 years. Yep. I didn't tell anybody what I was doing, what I was gonna, I fucking lived the execution and then I talked. Mm -hmm. So. You know, if you're such a tough guy, if you're such a tough gal, if you're gonna be such a great entrepreneur, show me. Yeah. Go. Go live with six people. It, let me tell you first of all, kids, your parents will blink first. Mm -hmm. When your parent yells at you and says, if you're so tough and you're not gonna do, get out of the house, as soon as you start packing, yep. the com eight out of 10 parents are gonna change the conversation. And the two that aren't, which I respect actually, they're gonna admire you for succeeding and they'll be there to take you back when you suck. Yeah. Because let's remind everybody who's listening who's 16, 95% of you are gonna fail. Yeah. Let's just get into the math of success around entrepreneurship. Oh, I see it every day, yeah. I totally agree. Sounds real easy, you're gonna build a huge media company on Instagram and have 50 Instagram accounts and make millions getting shout outs. So off, 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 off that though, like yeah. for example, when you're setting expectations as a 16 year old who starts, whether they start flipping, whether they start any yeah. type of other business, how do you set expectations without the expectation of building a $150 million media business? How do you set that? What do you I, aim for? I tell yeah. them that- Do you aim high, aim low? No, I tell them like, why don't you just take one step at a time? The next 10 years are gonna suck. Yeah. Are you willing to eat that? If you are, you're in a good spot. Mm -hmm. If you wanna be 23 and partying at VIP clubs at the, high, at the highest buildings in this city because you're gonna crush it so much and yep. show your diamond necklace and your Maserati on Instagram and you're gonna be able to floss into perpetuity, yeah. you're gonna fucking lose. Yeah, and for, the, for those kids who, you know, like you saying that puts me in a place where I'm like, you know, the, the, fear, the fear of failure. Because I know that being an entrepreneur so young, you've got so many people stacked against you saying, well, what if this, you're not smart enough, you don't have money, you don't have a degree, you don't have all this stuff going for you. What would you say to kids who are fearing failure because they're starting so young, starting with so little and starting with so much riding on it? Don't judge the end of the first quarter. 
get into a mindset where let's judge if this was right in 15 years when I'm 30 and still a kid. So the first quarter is 15 years. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, like, like, you know, the other thing that people don't understand is, for example, let's use you right now, right? Yeah. So you think about this. If I'm you, what I would have been thinking, bless you, and what I think is, ooh, this is a big get with Gary. This is gonna be a big moment. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that way. The thing I learned 26 years later It's one is, stepping stone. It's yeah. not. Yeah. It's never as big as you think. It's one out of 10, yeah. Exactly. You, it's one, just a long game. Yeah, exactly. There is no interview you're gonna get. There is no flip you're gonna get. There is no exit you're gonna get. It's a forever game. Yeah. And people don't sign up for forever. They sign up for, I'm gonna slam it, and then this is gonna happen. Because they value the trophies more than the process. Yep. They value what they get out of entrepreneurship, not entrepreneurship itself. This generation is disrespecting entrepreneurship. Yeah. Yeah, look, and I think it's interesting too, because like that was just at the event then, the NAC, you speak at the Salvo. And um And let me expand on that. Yeah, okay. Go. This generation's disrespecting entrepreneurship because they're not doing it because they love it. Yep. They're doing it because they want something out of it. Okay. Everyone's getting into entrepreneurship with for with the, a, with for the, the end outcome. goal out for the yep. outcome. For the payout. Yep. Not for the process. And I think it's disrespecting it. Disrespecting, yeah. And do you, do you think that's changed over time or has that always been when you it's were- changed. Do you think, no, do you think social media has played an impact? Absolutely not. No, I don't. Yeah. I think that people have always been insecure. I think we just are being exposed now because we can see it play out in front of us. Yeah. And now I got a question today by one of the people at the event and they said that you know, their kid plays Minecraft four or five hours a day. Now yep. he's onto Fortnite. And how, how do I get him interested in business? How do I, he has a passion for selling things. That's not the issue. It, it's how do I get him onto that and how do I, I feel like he's failing. I feel like he's cheating himself by not doing. What, what would you What would you tell parents who that think they're that, judging too early? Yeah, because their kid plays Fortnite or Minecraft. Yeah, and you think that's just what, what would you specifically say if you could say that you're judging too early? Say, judging too early. Yeah, and what should they slow just, down and be patient? Okay. Let your kid live a little. Yep. Yep. So do you think there's any valuable skill that they learn from doing that? Of course. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Of yeah. course. Because it's hard to answer that sort of question. It's hard. It's like, well, you know, they, they know what they want to do, but you know, they're stuck doing something else. But The best way for a parent to help a kid that they're worried about that's playing Fortnite and Minecraft all day is yep. to stop buying them shit. Parents don't get it. Like, they, they play defense. Play offense. Okay. You don't like what your kid does? Play this game. Hey, Johnny, just real quick. Love it. Crush Fortnite. Yep. Real quick. Big decision mom and dad made. We're not giving you any more money. That's it. Just do that. Even if you're a 14 year old. Even if it's 14. Just do that. Yep. Like the quickest answer to 94% of parents' questions is to stop giving them money. Okay. All right. Let, let's let's put it in my context, for example. So I'm when I was 14, I, you know, I liked video games. It was what I did. Obviously, I was doing business back then, was into the whole thing. But if I wasn't doing business and my parents, you know, they buy me clothes and stuff like that, you know, what, what what I need. Yeah. yeah clothes, food, fine. and a for clothes, food, and a shelter. That's what they gave me. It was it what you want? Anything else? A phone, car, you've got to buy it. And if that's a case for a 14-year-old parent who has the issue of their kid playing Minecraft, what do they do then? Because they can't cut them off, they can't throw them out. What's the alternative? What do you mean? As in the kid's playing Minecraft, yep. the kid doesn't get off um, and they think that yep. that's disadvantaging him some yep. way or another. At 14. At 14 and they're not buying them shit as in then. Well, then they've won. Okay. They've already taught them the most important lesson. So they've won. They've that's won. it. That's it. Because once you teach an animal that they have to learn how to eat, yep. 
that animal will succeed. Yeah, that's so true. That's, that's phenomenal. If a child is so passionate about Minecraft and Fortnite yep. that they're willing to not get an iPhone, that they're willing to not get cool sneakers, that they're willing to not get all the stuff that all their friends get. They give them 20 years and they'll win $4 million. That's right. Yeah, exactly. That's incredible. I Yeah. The answer is to cut off financially at a scale that is so misunderstood yep. because you're teaching proper behavior. Because when they go into real life, yep. there's ramifications for not earning. Mm -hmm. Sometimes good. I, I still believe a stunning percentage of people that make 40,000 a year are far happier than people that make four million. Yeah. The misery that I see at the millionaire level is remarkable. And look, one, one thing that I see as well is that, you know, a, a lot of kids my age, especially like I'm still in high school. So a lot of kids going into next year, the question get asked, well, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? What do you want to do That's at university? Yeah. What, what do you, if you're a 17 year old, what do you say to a parent or a teacher or someone that asks you? You that ask question? the parent and teacher, are they happy? Are they happy with what they're doing for a living? Yep. Because yep. that's what I did. When my 14-year-old, when our 15-year-old Gary got made fun of by teachers, I looked them dead in the face. I did this three different times in high school and said, are you happy with the way your career ended? Like, you're telling me that I'm going to be a failure because I got an F in science? Like, I have a very good read of what I'm going to do with my life. Yeah. I'm going to be a successful businessman. You may be right, Mrs. Stats. I remember your names. Yep. You may be right, Mrs. Stats, that I may be a failure. You also may be wrong. But before we guess what's gonna happen with me, let's focus on you. Mm -hmm. Are you happy with your life? <laughs> Jesus. I mean, it's, it's, listen, it's a, it's a yep. very valid question. Yep. And, and what, what was the response that you got when you asked? Shock, like, like, yeah. like, 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 what did you just- Go sit down. Yeah, like, yeah, shut up and ease yeah. detention. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Don't worry about me. Is one what well, one teacher said. So you you would say if you're a 17 year old, just shut up, lock down, and stay in your own lane. If you know what you're destined to Stop do. being full of shit if you're 17. If okay. you want to do your own thing, get off your mommy and daddy's payroll. Okay. You yep. do that, things can get really interesting. You yep. don't do that, you're not really playing. Yep. Okay. Okay. And and that doesn't mean shelter, food, and clothes, because I think that's Unbelievably valid. Of course, yeah. But iPhone, iPad, sneakers, tr you know, your own trip where you're not going with your family, uh, all, all sorts of shit. Yeah, yeah. Kids want, kids expect their parents to buy them shit all the time. Exactly. Stupid. Yeah. Exactly. So you think, you think, uh, adjusting the view on what entrepreneurship truly is for a 17 year old is the way to actually succeed as opposed to masking what you see on Instagram. I think truth is the way, yeah, that that's is the answer to all these questions. Yeah. Parents don't like what their kids are doing, cut off their financial resources. Don't, and then don't use money to manipulate them to do what you want them to do. That's what exactly. parents do. Yeah. Parents love to use money to manipulate. You know, yeah, I if see you it. study, I'll give you 5,000 bucks, you can buy anything. Like stop manipulating and start listening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, think, I think the moral of the story is if you're, you're a 17 year old, don't listen to anyone else's shit. Stay in your own lane. And if you're destined to do but what you want to do, yourself, don't either. bullshit yourself. Okay, yeah. And what ha have have know exactly what you're going for is that the is that the crust of it because if it's, at this moment yeah but that can change over time okay yeah excellent cool now for you moving forward what's the next big thing what are you working on I'm looking at television and film for the first time in my career okay fascinated by because you got the Apple thing go well, actually for not for me to be in okay for me to make television and film that's on my mind for the first time ever yeah and uh. 
and it's already in my mind long enough and serious enough and now that I'm saying it out loud, now it's a foregone conclusion. So I think that is gonna be a fun next chapter. So you, you does that mean that you think TV, say the TV industry- OTT. Is, yeah, exactly. OTT. So is one to watch as in one to, is, is that the industry that you're playing on because you see it up and coming? Yeah. I just think that I could make the number one show on Stan if I wanted to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I wanna figure out if I can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you think that, that that is the next big play? What would be the next big play for you? As in, what's what's the, apart from TV, what is the next big thing coming up for Gary Vee? Sports cards. Because you're not a tops thing, haven't you? Yeah. Well, that was fun, but I think yeah. I think there's a lot of money. What's the long-term play with it? Uh, money. Money. Uh, the game, the game. It's really not money. The New it's York Jets at the end of the game. Yeah, the like, can, yeah. More or less, like, am I right? Am I right that messy rookie cards at 2,500? are gonna be 10,000 in five years. Mm. I just love that feeling of being right about markets. And, and that goes back to why you do the flipping and the garage selling, e even though you're worth- I also think I can help people yeah. with that. Yeah, you, you're playing your truth. You, you are- you, I think there's a lot of people- yeah. I think there's a lot of people who are watching right now who have $2,000 because yep. they've been hustling. Yep. And the, I think if they get educated, buying basketball, Pokemon, and proper football cards could help them go from two to 5,000 in a year and they'll enjoy that and that feels good to me. That's that's more guaranteed to me than buying Bitcoin. Yeah. Now Bitcoin may go up 10X. Yep. I just don't know. I do know that two to 5,000 as an educated sports card flipper will happen. Yeah, exactly. Got it? Yeah, I've got I it. I don't like to guess. Yeah, exactly. Last question though. So if you've got, let's say you got two grand, you've saved, done your flipping, as you said, you got two grand saved up. So what's the bigger play there? Do you continue flipping? Do you move on to the next thing? Should you educate, self-invest? Well, you're you're a good Aussie kid. I love the idea of buying a bunch of Ben Simmons rookie cards. Uh, yep. Because I just think he's, if he develops a jump shot, he will go to the stratosphere. Yeah, yeah. And so that's interesting. Yeah. Look, there's a lot of ways to do it. Starting a Shopify store. What I do, yeah. You know, I'm a very bullish on that. Uh, uh, starting, you know, if you're passionate about, about uh, so if you're passionate about Magic the Gathering, okay. you can do what I like, which is go buy cards and flip. Mm -hmm. You could also start the foremost Magic the Gathering podcast and Instagram accounts, and then eventually have people run advertising, and you could make 100,000 a year getting ad money. You know, So there's just a lot of ways to slice and dice, yeah. but everything I'm painting to you right now is go after a passion. The younger you are, the more I want you to start a business around the thing you love the most. Okay. Clothes, video games, cooking, you know, sneakers, you know, what do you love the most? Mm -hmm. Because you have all the time in the world to build something meaningful around that. Yeah. And I think that's a good idea. Yeah, and do you think that if someone who starts a business at 17 should identify that that's gonna be the big play ahead? Yes. Or should they start a business at 17 and think that this is what I'm gonna be doing, this is one no. I'm gonna build to 250, or should they have the expectation they're gonna chop and change? Expectation change, because they're too yeah. young, they're gonna evolve too much as a human. Exactly, they're yeah. Fall in love, they're gonna, mature, they're gonna have experience, Yep. their interests are gonna change. There are very few people, I feel like I'm being a little bit Benjamin Button and going backwards and getting into wine and sports cards, but most people's taste evolves from 17. Yep. Uh, the themes may be the same, uh, but you have to assume at 17 that you're gonna change. Exactly. It's very rare to go coast to coast 17 to 97 doing the same business. Exactly, excellent. All right, cool. Thank you. It's been phenomenal. Thank you so much. As we end today's podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to the people. You know, it's so funny. People that leave 
reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness. Uh, I'm gonna have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So take it away, which were our favorites this week? Thanks so much, Gary. Today's five-star review reads, I've been so hard on myself lately in hearing you tell 25-year-olds that they have time and that they are young really makes me realize how much time I have. But I still need to grind, but I need to be less hard on myself about content creation. Thank you so much again. Now, thank you for that amazing review. And to anybody else listening out there, if you leave us a review, you might just get shouted out in the next episode.